house here. In a couple years. Earth. Yeah, a couple years later. You can't get me on so, all these questions you've already answered and everything. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Just jump back into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Brick by Brick. On this episode, we have Cameron Cam Big. He is a content creator and streamer. Um, if you want to introduce yourself real quick. All right, yeah. So again, my name's Cameron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my name's Cameron Garcia. You can call me G Cam Big. You can call me Big. You can call me G Cam. And I make YouTube videos. I stream, and that's about it. I'm having the time of my life. All right, all right. And uh, I said again because we actually recorded this podcast. Uh, let's see. On what day did we record it? Like Saturday, s- Sunday? Saturday. Was it Saturday? It was a week ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was Saturday, and uh, today, Saturday again. Uh, yeah. I opened everything up in Premiere Pro to start editing it, and I had no audio. OBS and the Elgato Wavelink software got out of sync with one another, so we're recording it again because we did have, uh, I mean, it was a good conversation. We talked a lot about Optic and Origins and all that sort of stuff, so let's run it back. Gave us a quick introduction on yourself. When did you first start watching Optic? And before you answer that, I did exactly what I did last week, and I forgot to ask the opening intro question. Which is, <laughs> what does optic and the green wall mean to you? Alrighty. <clears throat> so what they mean to me, and I've said this before, and everybody else <laughs> has said it before as well. Uh, family. <laughs> it's literally just family. What's that dude from Fast? Dude, I was going to say it's a Vin Diesel meme. Exactly. Yeah. Like, f- f- start playing the music in the background. Dude, yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah, dude, there's a really big family. Uh, not even just Optic itself, but the green wall, too, you know? Yeah. Like, literally, you can go up to anybody wearing green and just start talking to them. Literally, they're your, they are, they're your brothers and sisters. Except and, for um, last year. Last year, you couldn't do that shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I just... You know, yeah. Oh, no, in, in my head, like, I was thinking about I was like, dude, it's so true. Like, when you go to an event and you see other people wearing Optic jerseys, it's like... You don't know these people. I mean, maybe you know some of them from like Twitter and stuff, but like everyone's yeah. so chill. And then I was like, I wonder how that was with Optic LA. Like, it's a good thing we didn't have lands last year because that would have been yeah. fucking awkward. Honestly, man, butterfly effect. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Butterfly effect. Okay. So, I mean, if there was lands, shit, the Optic versus Chicago one with the Envoy clutch on mm-hmm. TJ. Dude, I love how it all comes happened down to Envoy. Huh? I love how like it literally all of it comes down to Envoy winning that. It's true, dude. I've had so many thoughts. Like, if it wasn't for Envoy winning that one v one, like where would Optic be today? Well, even, and then it was even mentioned in even the process. Like, yeah, I'm saying Hex said it at one point. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I don't remember if it was on the process or the eavesdrop, but he was like, "Like, we didn't want to say anything, but that round eleven made a big difference in the trajectory of getting Optic back." Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. insane. I mean, that was nuts. That match was nuts anyways, but oh, it's crazy. To, to later find out how much was actually on the line. Uh, yeah. Like all the behind the scenes of it. Oh my and that God. Got, that got Envoy somewhere in the top 10 with optic players that. Won oh yeah. Play. I mean, I, yeah. I've said it on, uh, on a couple of episodes, like Envoy is probably one of my favorite players right now, just to watch. Like mm-hmm. he just, 
understands the game really well. I think it was Jack Incisive that said watching him, it's almost like he has a bird's eye view of the map at all times. Like he just knows every single lane and cutoff and like Yeah, yeah. He just fucking route man. Mm. Route I man like gets it, paid. <laughs> I feel like when it comes to uh knowledge of the game, I think Envoy is up there. I know he's like yeah. super young. I'd say he's you like know? a top three. Yeah. Um, Currently, I mean if we're talking like current gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's super quiet though. Or he was before. I think and then bef- he got Yeah. He got he got uh, comfortable and um especially watching this recent uh, process too. I mean, that dude's very vocal. So, yeah, and he's he's it's weird cuz they're almost all in-game bleeders when they need to be. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have um, a dedicated like some teams have a dedicated IGL. Like Yeah. Them, I feel like on different maps and modes, it switches. So go mm-hmm. like, oh, search I, I think, raid, like okay, boom, you got it. Yeah, this guy. This It'll guy, even yeah. switch like mid match. Like sometimes you'll go into uh, Astro Gaming listening, and it's like you'll hear somebody voice their opinion higher than everyone else just on a one round. Be like Dashy or someone. Be like, guys, I think we should do this. Yeah. Uh, one big one uh, is formal. I feel like formal is like the one to lead the pack most of the time, and then you know, and then I think envoy, and then you know, scump and dashy. But like you said, they're all very equally, yeah, vocal, and they they know their shit clearly, right? Formal scump, and I, I think mean, they're all. Oh, I mean, especially this last process, how it kind of brought us into like the mentality of you know when they were losing. Like, I mean, they were still playing really well, but they weren't getting the dubs. And then mm-hmm. they kind of all just like hashed it out that one day or over a couple of days where it's like they just put it all on the table. I feel like that yeah. allowed them to be comfortable again to where it's like they all respect each other's opinion. They all feel comfortable voicing their opinions on certain plays yeah. or whatever. Like, and I mean, it's showing so Clearly, far, dude. Yeah. So, far, oh man, I started watching the because when we recorded this last Saturday, it was right after they beat FaZe. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't watched the London match until i just started watching the london match last night mm-hmm. and oof, boy Hon- honestly, i don't understand I would... how scump is still doing what he's doing scump makes some fucking oh. big plays still yeah absolutely um I, I won't lie but i i wasn't able to watch this recent match um i have cdl pulled up though right now so I, I literally have like one one of my Google tabs is the London optic match. And it's oh, you're you were just going over it. It's like halfway through, yeah. I just finished the S and D. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, falling asleep in my chair last night watching it. It was like two in the morning. I'm sitting here like <laughs> I gotta get it in. No, um I mean Twitter's got me though. Twitter is always talking about how talking about scump and like with this topic too. Yeah, dude I just I feel like at at this point in a vet's career, because how old is Scump? He's like twenty six. He's twenty six, yeah. Because he's twenty six. I think he was born the and, same year as me, just a little earlier. Yeah, and then uh, oldest player in the league is Clay. Like, I I feel I, I know like the older you get, you know your your reaction time, you know, kind of yeah goes down. The but physical part of the game is gonna, you know, go down a little bit. But like yeah, mentally. You've been through I, yeah. so many reps at that point. Exactly, exactly. Like w- once you've done it for so long, like for example, I'm just gonna use Clay too, because um, because <clears throat> apparently he's been doing GB since MW2. Like you know, I feel like you don't just lose that. Like yeah. I feel like a big part of it is the actual game, 
the game itself and like engines and stuff, the engines that you go through, and mm-hmm. that's why it kind of. Well, I think that's one of the hardest parts you. for for Call of Duty is because you get an annual release and they're on different engines and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. especially like, I mean, the Modern Warfare and Warzone engine they built that from the ground up, and to my knowledge, that's the first new engine that they've mm-hmm. completely built from the ground up, not just updated since yeah. 2007. Like from 2007 yeah. until what was right before Modern Warfare? Was it World War II? Cut. No, it's Black Ops 4. It's Black Ops 4. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure from 2007, COD 4 to Black Ops 4, they were playing on the same engine. It was just being updated annually. And then Modern Warfare, they actually built a new engine from the ground up. Yeah, I could be wrong. That. But like. I, I Honestly, I think like. Modern Warfare's um, engine feels nice. You no, no, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. MW's engine, I like it a lot, especially um, in. Well, actually, I don't even know. I was gonna say in Warzone, but no, yeah, I like it a lot. It's just I wish um <clears throat> what do you call it? MW, I wish they fixed their spawns and all that stuff. MW yeah. comp was Yeah. But like gunfeel, gunfights, all that felt really nice. Yeah. Uh, slide canceling's garbage. I hate it. <laughs> uh slide canceling's trash, but like I don't know, the guns feel good. The movement mm-hmm. the movement's good. I like I like the feeling of Modern Warfare's movement better. It feels more smooth. Or it feels faster, but Cold War's yeah. movement feels more smooth, and I I prefer edge sliding. Mm-hmm. Like if we could somehow find like an in between of those two games, like I feel like we might because with World War Two right around the corner with Vanguard, I have, right no, I have no hope for that game. Huh? I have no hope for that game. I'm all in on Battlefield Halo and Splitgate. By the way, thanks That's for telling true. me Splitgate came to console. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one point welcome. where I think I had the number one KD on Xbox, according to Tracker GG. I saw that on well, yeah, I saw on Twitter. I was like, "Damn, this well, guy!" I pulled is... up, I pulled up Tracker GG, and on their Xbox leaderboard, the highest guy was at a three point one five. Uh huh. And for a few hours, uh, I was chilling at a three point five two. It's gone downhill drastically in the last day and a half. I've gotten some Damn. some doo doo teammates. Doo doo team. It's always the. But I've also been playing. Never... I've also been playing that game for two years on PC, off and on. Yeah. So like, there's some noobs. I could tell. Uh-huh. I'm playing, and like, there's a lot of guys that like aren't just aren't utilizing the portals. Yeah. And like, or they are, but they're camping them. Like they'll portal here and then portal here, hate... and they'll just sit behind this one, looking through it the whole time. Yeah, and you that happened to me so many times, but like not where I die. I just pop up right behind them and they're yeah. looking through the portal and like low key they can kind of see me through the portal too, so they're just like But they're like, What the what's going on? Like they're confused. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, who's like, the, my they, teammate's about to die and he just gets shot in the back. Like Yeah. <laughs> and and to be fair, the game can get really confusing. It can like yeah. <laughs> dude, there with the first like I remember the first few times I played it, I was like, dude, there's so much going on and like Without like a mini map, just the radar. Oh yeah. Like, I mean that's just that's all Halo. Halo yeah. Stuff really. Um, which um, I never really grew up on Halo, so like I'm mm-hmm. I'm still like a mini map guy at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of used to both. I, I grew up on both COD and Halo. Thank God. I'm, I mean, I'm a little more used to radar because I over the last few years I have played a lot more Halo, Halo Five, and then Master Chief Collection. Like. Yeah. But it's not embedded in me the way that mini maps are. Mm-hmm. mini maps i'm like oh dude we're I, i'll read the fucking map all day yeah uh, but yeah i was playing split gate last night and 
man, there was like a whole team that that's all they were doing was portal camping. And as soon as I figured that out, I went on like a 10 streak. I was like, oh, easy. <laughs> boom, boom. Behind you. Boom. Dip back out. Come back in. Boom. Yeah. I was like, y'all going to uh-huh. learn today. <laughs> Honestly, if, if that were to ever happen to me in like, I, my main game is shoddy snipers. If that were to it ever happen, shoddy to me, snipers too. Yeah, just 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 look through the portal on and that you open, see the little uh, red on your reticle. Oasis is the open like deserty type map. Yeah, Oasis. Okay. That's my yeah. favorite the shoddy snipers map. That but map, yeah, the, yeah, that map is fun for shoddy snipes. Yeah, they're always camping. What's the, uh, looking behind the portal? There's another map that's like, it's almost like is it the one tree houses you mentioned. Tree houses. Almost. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's in like the trees, but it's like a it's, yeah a real nice looking like play like it's like a bunch of cubes yeah. cube rooms everywhere. Yeah, yeah but I don't like know the map it's name, all surrounded by forests about. and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's a really fun shoddy sniper map too. Uh, I went I, off. I, I was playing. On that map. I don't know the name. I think Instagib. Instagib. It's basically uh, it's the railgun, but it charges up in a second. And it's a one-hit kill because it's the railgun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. free-for-all. It's like it's free-for-all, pretty much snipers only, and always a, and it's insta-kill. That game mode on that treehouse-type map is fucking incredible. <laughs> it is... Oh, man. That's probably my favorite mode right now. Favorite, like, mode-map yeah. combination. It, it makes me so happy that this game is, like... It's not even Battlefield. It's not even Dude, Halo. did you see the numbers? It? The 65k that's what they're capped on right now yeah and and, and you know they 1k added the to 65k in a week I, no and it, they've added the maps that i wanted yeah. i tweeted about it and i i popped on the next night and the maps the two maps i had mentioned i don't know if they were already in the game and i was just missing yeah. them but i've played them a lot more now helix yeah helix and uh i think helix was already yeah helix yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, that Helix, map was I hadn't played it. I'd played it for like a few days and I just hadn't found it yet. And uh-huh. I can't think of the other one. Outpost, I think. I'm Maybe not it's not sure. Outpost. Hmm. There's one other map yeah, that not- I haven't played yet that I've played CTF on it. Like I have a distinct CTF memory from playing on PC. Uh-huh. And it was just fun as shit. Which I don't know if they have CTF in this beta. I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I don't. I'm trying to like imagine the list of game modes, and I don't see it. But CTF yeah, no. is super fun. You can portal. Sure. You can the... portal straight to the flag. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The, I, this game, like I, I like I said before, it's it's so refreshing. Yeah. And, and and it's it's great that it's like another title, another game that's you know like not big. It, yeah. It's finally something and I, and I love new. that it's getting big though. Like it's finally getting traction. It's blowing up. Like, like the, bringing it, it to console, super... I think really got oh, the yeah. traction. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't even like, cause I, I found out about the game from my brother's friend. Like it wasn't even, um, like ads it? Or it wasn't even Twitter or anything. Like, yeah. It wasn't yeah. an ad. Like it was literally just word of mouth. And by that I don't alone, remember how I found out about it. Um, I think yeah. I think I found out about it through Twitter, and it was like Snipe Down or like Ogre Two or it was one of the old yeah. school Halo pros. Uh-huh. Like I'm pretty sure tweeted about it, and that's how I found out about it. Yeah, I was trying to get um George from TST to play it. I was in his chat and uh, 
I was just talking to him and everything. Dude, and I was like, bro, me? dude, I know. I was like, bro, have you heard of have you heard of Splitgate? And he's like, Splitgate? Nah. He's like, what's that? And I told him I was like Halo with portals, and he was like, oh shoot. He's like, that sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna have to check it out. And I told him I was like, if if you and the the TST boys hop on it, it's dude, clips that for would days. Be, yeah. It would be such a, a great video. There's like the way that those three have set up their stream and and all that. Like, they yeah, yeah they'd be clips for days. Like, uh, especially with with Blake Dude, and his warriors snipes Blake, and everything. Blake would be hitting shots. Amos is I mean, ki- is kind of heavy in this game too. Uh huh. And like, there's some where like, I mean, in Warzone, I'm a pretty good sniper, but overall, mm-hmm. like, I'm not as good at sniping as I used to be. But I've yeah. hit it, I've hit a few like pretty nasty triple and quad kills with the snipe already. In Warzone? And, no, in Split Eight. Split Eight, yeah, dude. yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> you see, they're uh, they're scaling back the Amos's through portals though. Through enemy really? portals. Yeah. So like Amos you know is- you know how we were talking how you were talking about like oh just look at their portal and as soon as you see the red dot shoot. Yeah. They're scaling that Amos's down, not Amos's all oh, across really? the board. Just Amos's through enemy portals. Wait, are you saying that like they're they're strengthening that? No, or? no, 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 no. They're nerfing oh, okay, it. Okay, thank God, thank God. Yeah. I feel like there shouldn't be any aimuses through through. Well, you I, know what? Maybe I think just a little. I think Not that regular gameplay aim assist is at a good sweet spot right now. Yeah, absolutely. I was in. I, I was. I was either on Reddit or in the Discord. Someone's like, mm-hmm. no, I think they've done the best job finding a balance between healthy aim assist and like mouse and keyboard. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, what? I gotta agree. Like, I don't feel. This is the only game where I actually have no idea if I'm playing against a PC player or not, or a, a mouse and keyboard. Really? Yeah. Oh, most, actually, I being being a controller <laughs> player, most games it's like I can tell when someone's playing on a mouse just yeah. from how fast they'll fucking whip around. I'm like exactly. you're either playing no. on twenty sensitivity with zero dead zones, uh-huh. or you're playing with a mouse. This game, most of the time, I can't tell. Yeah, dude, that should happen to me. Playing shoddy snipers. I was behind somebody and I I was shooting with a sh- with a shotgun, and this guy just whips around so fast, like it's the that, most sca- horrifying thing. There was a moment I was playing shoddy snipes last night, and there was a moment where I was like, "This guy might be a mouse," mm-hmm. but even then, like it was there was still a maybe in there. It wasn't like, "Oh, this guy's got to be on a mouse." Yeah, it's like. He probably was, or he could have, like, this is, I haven't really explored how high the sensitivity goes in this game. So, for all I know, controllers can spin around that fast. Yeah. But it was like a combination of how fast and the accuracy. This dude was hitting think, shots. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I was like, this man, I feel like he's just fucking clicking on my head. <laughs> I feel I feel like with the whole portal thing, too, there's a way for console player, for controller players to get around with. With keyboard too, yeah, keyboard like movement wise and stuff. Um, okay, exactly. like I feel. So let me ask you this, because you're you're on controller as well, right? Yes. If you're like cross map trying to like hit a portal somewhere, how many tries does it take you? Okay, because um, there's sometimes where I feel like I'm like before I finally land it on the little blue thing. I think. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy for me. Uh, then again, I use I use paddles. So, so yeah, how use, many, do you use four paddles or just two? I, I use four paddles. Damn, I can't fucking, I use two, I've been I using two forever. Yeah. I cannot um, get used to four. Oh, yo, actually. I accidentally I squeeze. I have it right here. Which, do you have the Elite Series 2 or the other scuff? No, I, ha- I, found, I found my Huntsman uh, scuff. Ooh. I can't even open up the case anymore, dog. Yeah, I have, oh, I have the Elite Series 2. <laughs> Damn. 
Oh, it's the open it though. The zipper just snapped off the scuff case though. I got the I found it today. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and yeah, I, before I used to use two paddles with the scuff. But then I was like, you know what? I have the money for it. I, I think I want to go with the Elite Series 2. So. Dude, I love the Elite Series 2. Yeah. It's like, so nice. outside of the Xbox 360 controller, which is unfucking touchable, that, that controller is perfect. This is mm. probably my favorite controller I've ever used. I just can't yeah. get used to four paddles. Yeah. But I also it's... take the left and right. Uh-huh. And which ones do I use? So I have them on like the the upper holes, right? Okay. But I switch both of these and I flip them upside down. Upside down? Yeah. So like they don't... I use the small paddles, but I flip them and flip them upside down. It's weird. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So like like, instead of them looking down, it's... They they point up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because the, the first controllers that I used that had buttons... Like this is the closest to the where those are. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do I mean, four it's all paddles. preference. Can't do four paddles. I've tried. I, I do feel like... like if there's one game that would benefit heavily from having four paddles, it is Splitgate. Splitgate. Yeah. Total one hundred percent. Let's turn into a uh, Splitgate f- podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking launch a Splitgate podcast. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a freaking creator code for Splitgate. Dude, trust me too. That's dog. gonna be my new jam. Gcam big in the creator. Use code Astro, dude. That'd be Get sick. yourself some that'd Astro so speaker cool. tags while you're at it. Splitgate <laughs> Astro speaker tags sponsored by Astro. What? Hey, those would be some um, cool speaker tags. They'd they'd have like a old school Halo vibe to them, just because they are kind of modeled after Halo. Even yeah. like the logo, red, white, and blue, all that. Like, I feel actually the red, white, and blue. I think that just comes from MLG I think, stuff. Yeah, you know, well, I think that's just a USA thing too. Oh, NBA, okay. Major League Baseball, oh, like yeah, yeah. PGA. Yeah, right. Like, I think it's just you're displaying our country's best athletes. I think it's just something that kind of happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're that right. That being said, I think MLG did it the best. Oh, yeah. The MLG is so iconic. All right. Old black <clears throat> MLG t shirts. I'm going to let's let's bring this back around to Optic a little bit. By the way, Optic, if you're ever looking to pick up a Splitgate team, right here, you know, hello, how you doing? Uh, so we've gone over your background. We've gone over, uh, you know, the, the Vin Diesel like family that Hex has created with optic. Uh, when did you first start watching optic? Uh, Uh, we're going to have to go through this whole thing again. All over your whole freaking, I don't get why you're going to just watch them when you could play the game. You're sitting there watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So really exactly what he said was, was my youth. Um, so yeah, I started watching probably back in Black Ops 1, probably, which is 2011, 2010. Um, right? No, it's 2010. Yeah, 2010. Uh, so Black Ops was 1 was 2010-11. Released in 20, yeah. November of 2010 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. I forgot what age I was back then. I was like seven, I think we were talking I th- about. Yeah, I think you said you were like seven or so. Yeah, so I was like seven, and my brother introduced me to like competitive stuff, but really just like uh, Optic. And then one, one of the first uh, Optic members I started watching with my brother was Hutch. And at the time, I didn't hey. even know Hutch was, uh, you know, one of hey, the old Hey, how you guys doing? Optic. My name's Hutch, and I make videos and put them on the internet. 
that's perfect man it's literally on a podcast with hutch right now um I fucking love hutch yeah hutch and nanners <laughs> and sark don't forget sark i can't bro. we can't forget sark can't forget him um, or gassy Max, can you pretend you like your Morgan Freeman coming like to kill Morgan me? Morgan Freeman coming to kill me? I can smell you. <laughs> Dude, I'm creeping okay. around right now. Just can't. We're t- we're taking this so f- so far right now. We're just this is I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, 2010, 2011. Uh, I started watching Hutch with my brothers, and and exactly what uh, Miles just said. I was like, why do you like watching? people that play the game when you have the game i was like that's so stupid and i i thought i I had that in mind for like another like three four years until i got into uh competitive by myself you know my me and my brother were still watching uh comp and everything and then i first got into competitive with optic uh back in aw and so from there uh from there i was watching a couple of games every here and there i started watching uh hex and his like Mexicandy stuff, his, his hey. content stuff, yeah. And I started watching more um, Scump videos going into 2015, and then it was just like ride or die with Scump <clears throat> for with Scump and Hex for a couple of years. I kept watching Hex vlogs, kept watching uh, gameplay videos from Scump, and then I just got more and more into it. Uh, within recent years, since like t- Black Ops Four, maybe I started getting into. Um, you know, more uh, Optic members, Courage joined. I got into Courage. Uh, I started watching, actually before that too, I guess. I guess I can say back in like Black Ops 3, I started watching Midnight. started watching Jewel 2. I started, you know, just a bunch of uh, old school Optic members. And then, yeah, going into the recent years, started watching more Crim. started watching more uh, Dashy. And then Envoy joined with Chicago Huntsman. started watching some Envoy. Just grew since Black Ops, really. Excuse me. Yeah, it just grew since Black Ops, and yeah, I've been watching a a buttload of Optic, like seriously, seriously, since twenty twenty fourteen. So that would have been like fourteen, fifteen or so with yeah. AW. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like the mentions of Jewel, Midnight, some of the old school uh, Optic members from back in the day. Um, why would you? I was actually thinking about this, right? Like. The whole why would you watch when you have the game and it's the same thing that like whenever i try to explain esports to people um especially like in high school right because like i first really got into esports in like black ops 2 which was like 2013 i was like a junior in high school and like back then gaming wasn't cool gaming was the thing the nerds did all right yeah. like now everybody wants to be a streamer everybody like and i think fortnite is a big part of that like Fortnite made it cool, especially the whole Ninja and Drake thing. Uh Um, And also the current influx of athletes across uh, the NFL and NBA. Like, these are all people that are, you know, 18 to 25 and grew up during the generation where gaming was just like a thing. So, like, all these professional athletes, it's like, now I play games on the side. Like, that's what I do to chill. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, something I used to always tell people back then was, like, People were like, well, why do you like? Why do you watch people play Call of Duty? Why do you watch people play football? Why do you watch the NBA? Like, why don't you just yeah. go out there and play football? Why don't you go join a league? Why don't you go play basketball? It's like because you want to watch people play at a level that you know you're not capable at. Like yeah. that's that's part of it. Like you know you can't compete in the NBA, but you still like watching the best of the best do it. Like, yeah. 
and you know some entertaining. and some people you know are going to take that the step further and use it as a way to learn and like try to get to that level uh, yeah. and it's different with gaming too because it's not as physically like important like i feel like in the end like it's, if you're five six your chance of getting in the nba pretty low yeah like you have better be the fucking best ball handler with the best court vision quick as fuck you better be able to steal because like you ain't getting past Shaq. sorry <laughs> like and, and if you're you know same thing for football like if you don't have the right build it is going to be a lot harder for you to make it in the nfl you're playing against people that are just mm-hmm. built different right but with gaming yeah. i feel like on that regard it, a lot of it comes down to just how dedicated are you to actually getting better um yeah. and i think there is an aspect of finances there where it's like yeah in football you can buy the nicest helmet but it's not going to mm-hmm. make a huge difference versus if yeah. you could buy a 3090 versus you know a 50 dollar graphics card like yeah. yeah, okay, you're playing at a little bit better game than than the guy on the budget I, build. Yeah, I I feel like as well, I guess you can you can use that now. I'm just thinking about like um Black Ops one times, MW two. I mean everything yeah. is at the same price well, even, at the time. I mean you're always playing on three sixty. Yeah, and it's different with PCs becoming with the more of a standard. Yeah, and yeah, like nowadays. Parts. Yeah. But even uh-huh. like Krim, I don't remember if it was on I don't remember what platform it was on, but he said something where he was like, you know, back in Modern Warfare 2, like, if you just had a nicer, if you were playing on a monitor, you were already yeah. better than people because That's everyone true. was playing on a TV. It's like mm-hmm. having the low input lag. And I mean, I guess back then you probably didn't have a huge refresh rate difference, but yeah. just the input lag, it's like just having playing on a monitor versus a TV, that made you better than 90% of people. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, from playing playing on a TV to a monitor is already an insanely, insanely big difference. Yeah, especially back then when TVs were, like, the input lag back then was terrible on TVs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so you've been watching Optic seriously for a while now, right? Five, six, seven years. Um, mm-hmm. In your opinion, I mean, besides the family aspect that Optic has brought, you know, um, what do you think makes optic different from other orgs and i'm assuming that at some point in these last five six years of seriously watching you've also explored other orgs content like phase and hundred thieves and stuff yeah um so comparing them to yeah i'm I'm gonna use phase and 100 thieves comparing them to to those guys phase have uh like they phase had like that family they had that close-knit group mm-hmm. um they had that the phase house you know era where you know all yeah, the, the kids were was it the new york phase house yeah like all all, all the the nike neon kid wearers were all like yo phase up all that stuff you know mm-hmm. like that that was their like close-knit time you know but then it kind of it got bigger and it got super big and you know they kind of branched out with like Bronny james you know it's, it, it's more than gaming now yeah um which is you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but comparing it to Optic, uh, I haven't seen their close, like, knit family type stuff. Like, they haven't switched from that. Like, mm-hmm. it's always been, it's always been, like, them, you know? And I know it kind of sounds selfish, but um, I think that's what kind of separates them because, you know, FaZe is more of, like, a brand now. 100 Thieves, I feel like, was already so that 100 brand. 100 Thieves is a little different because they started out as a clothing and apparel company. 
yeah, and yeah. They were able to re-enter esports. Yeah, and then like um, with both like Phase and One Hundred Thieves, with them, you know, being super, like super big. The thing with Optic, like I mean, they're still growing as a team. I mean, Optic Gaming was mm-hmm. like what I I forgot because they did have like a. a I don't want to say a stat line, but they did have something that they were like, oh, we're like the number one esports organization. And, um, but that was like before the whole Chicago Huntsman stuff. I still think they're growing and everything, but it's like when you think Optic, you don't think like just certain people. Like you think of the entirety of Optic yeah. Gaming. Like I you're think like, if oh, you yeah, think I remember Midnight. I remember any individual. Hex is the only one that like. Yeah. I feel like in today's I, I, day I, I, and age, I, it's like Hex and Scump. Hex and Scump, yeah. But I just feel like with what Optic is doing, like they're promoting a bun- bunch of more other people. And like for pre-shows, they got uh, General now. I mean, General was such a, like a, he was unknown to us before mm-hmm. Huntsman. And so like, uh, you know, they're promoting, I mean, Huntsman's a big part of the pre-show. I know he has his own Challengers team and he's not there for like certain content stuff, but he's always there for the pre-show. He has... Uh, I forgot the what the name of his little uh, segment, but um, general general knowledge, mm-hmm. and uh, he has that. So I mean, generals, you know, optics doing that for general. Uh, TST, what do you call it with Hitch? Uh, before you know the whole Huntsman stuff, I, Hitch was a name in optic clearly, but you know he was just that camera guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't known well, as just was that camera guy. Before Huntsman and everything, like he was a lot more behind the scenes kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. And then now that he's doing his own thing, like Hex, he's like, yo, do it. And then he's got, he, I mean, Hex was, or I should say, TST, you know, Hitch was like super blessed to get George and Blake, some childhood friends to finally become Optic members. I feel like that closeness and that, you know, being a family, I think, because I mm-hmm. mean, if you were to ask Hex, like, hey, what, what do these guys, th- uh, what do you think of these, of your teammates, of your players, your, you know, the people that you, your friends and like he's gonna say family yeah right and i just think like okay let's go back to comparing like 100 thieves and and phase i'm not gonna say that they're like not family to certain people but it's just there's so many outer people now in 100 thieves that it's just kind of like like it's like there's like there's like the close-knit like the select few right like courage nade Logan Dodson, who's been there forever. Yeah, there's, there's always Dahl. different groups, but in, in, in those organizations, like but with optics, five to ten already, people, and then outside of that, it's like now you start having, it's like okay, yeah, you yeah. have Banks, the outer Temper, circle. like you have the OG Phase guys, and then you got freaking Bronny James. Yeah, it's you like, have, sure like, he's part of Phase Clan, but it's like this is also LeBron's kid. Like he's gonna have his own circle. Yeah, and then like if you, I mean, I feel like you naturally have to kind of include lebron in there too just because like it is his dad it's like that's an entirely different world he's got the same different circle (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and then who didn't they just sign a rapper too i don't follow hip-hop and rap too much but didn't they just sign uh i'm honestly not too sure i mean i I think i think they they did i think they have like one or two rappers as part of phase now and it's like like something the way that i've always worded it on past episodes because most people's answers are basically what you said, but like not as in depth. Um, mm-hmm. I always say like it's the close knit factor, and like with Phase, you know, Phase is the largest following in esports collective following uh, yeah. by a, a lot. Like it's a big margin; no one's coming close to them. Mm-hmm. Phase, and granted, I you know I started watching Optic in the era where I saw Phase come into the scene, and I hated them. 
because I hate trick shotting. I hate yeah. setup trick shotting. The trick uh-huh. shotting that like some people do where it's just like in the natural flow state of the game, like what you see Blake do and stuff where it's like, I don't know. I decided to randomly throw a fucking knife across the map and it hit someone. Cool clip. But it's like, no, I sat on top of a building, one man army, just stunning the last guy in search. And after three yeah. minutes, I finally hit a shot. Like, that's what I hate. I hate the setup. Yeah. But like with FaZe, I'm like, okay, even if you're an old school FaZe fan and you've been watching them since the early days, like they expanded so far beyond. They transcended gaming in such a big way. And I think it's good that they did it. I think somebody needed to do it. I'm just glad it wasn't Optic. Yeah. Like Optic could have, I mean, they could have done everything that FaZe did. There was a long period of time where optic was bigger than phase Mm -hmm. they had more opportunity there to transcend gaming get out of call of duty i'm glad they didn't do you think that they would have gone that route if it weren't for immortal gaming taking over no you don't think so no because so there was i mean i think they would have tried it i think they would have gone that route but smaller okay like i think that they would have tried to expand but I don't imagine they would have gone to as like kind of globally big people. Yeah. Um, I think they would have expanded to just different things. Like you would have seen them go, especially with Hunt uh, Hex at the helm. Like I would see them, you know, going with more like outdoors sportsman type stuff because Hex is so big into like fishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and like UFC, like there was the whole point um, where they had freaking what's his name, uh, UFC fighter had the optic logo on his shorts. I'm not sure. That yeah, that was it was during the scuff house scuff house time, it was yeah, like 2015, 16 or something. But they had a UFC mm-hmm. fighter like repped the optic logo on his shorts and like, so they did start to branch out. Yeah, but it was still niche stuff. Like UFC, even though it it is huge. Like, it's not the NFL, it's not the NBA. Like, fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. as a sport is its own weird little niche thing. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoor, you know, sportsman type stuff, hunting, fishing, like, still yeah. huge. There's still millions of people that do it, but it's not as, like, globally recognized, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to content. I mean, just look at what Hex has done with, uh, who like, Guggen Squad and stuff. Yeah. Like uh I mean, there's no optic logo on Guggen, right? And then no. even on his Gasser's brand too. So I mean, yeah, I, I know But it's like I mean, take like how many people I mean, I'm not sportsman like at all. Like I don't follow hunting, fishing, or any of these companies really. But uh-huh. like I know that outside of a select few, there's no one making content in that area. Yeah. Um golf. Same thing. Like I know that's something Nade Shot's trying to capitalize on. Right now, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of golf content out there, uh, at least not in a way that like makes people. Oh man, like I really want to go play golf. Like I, I yeah. love Hundred Thieves. I love Nade Shot. Nade Shot's golf, so I want to golf. Golfing seems yeah. fun. It's like no, you just see pro people golfing, and you're just like, eh. Yeah. I think that Rambo should do that with bowling. Golf? No, bowling. Rambo Ray Lucier. Oh. Uh-huh. The Canadian. Oh, he should do that with bowling. He should do it. He could. Like he's he's got content. envy. He's got an old school fan base. And yeah. the dude's a freaking lights out bowler. 
Mm-hmm. Like, he's just lights out at everything he does, though. Golf, Call of Duty, bowling. He's just built different. He's just, he's just built different. <laughs> All right. Um. So I, for the most part, I mean, I agree. the The close knit factor is what makes optic different. Uh, the other thing too is very, very few orgs actually do content. Yeah. Um, which is why you know when I asked the question, I also just brought up Phase and Hundred Thieves because they're the only other two orgs that steadily and consistently make content. Some other teams do content, but it's like, eh, we put out like a video every two months. Um, Would you consider like player content or yeah, p- player content, team content at the same time? No. No. Okay. No, because that's something like Octane. I mean, I don't really follow that's the true. Surge, but like, did the Surge do any content really? Sometimes I mean I, I kind of followed them. Like I very, feel like very little, I feel like though. if they did, I would I would have heard about it by now. Yeah, that's true. Like, or if if they are making content, they're not doing enough content to the point where yeah. like I follow the league and it's still not crossing my radar. Then they're not doing enough, especially considering you know the cost of a league spot. Yeah, but you have Octane who I mean, does pretty good regularly. Some players are required, like in certain orgs, and I think I heard Octane say it too. Is that like Surge requires you to be uploading like a certain amount really? of videos a week? Yeah, and okay. he talked about it too. I don't know if he talked about it on the eavesdrop with. I Hex do like Octane. I like that Octane is as open as possible with a lot of that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, um, and even if he's not supposed to talk fans. about it, like he'll pay the fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's Octane over the last few years has definitely become one of my favorite players. Um, I would love to see him on Optic actually. Uh, I don't know if I would oh, like again, to see yeah. him more than Dashy. Like during the Huntsman to Optic transition, I was thinking like, okay, what players do I want to step in? And it was literally Octane Dashy. Those are the two. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want anybody else. And I knew I was like, Dashy is a better fit for the team. But I really think that Optic is a good home for Octane. Like the guy, yeah, he loves Hex. He he's got the vibes. Like he. He does the videos like he's a good mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. But I also would hate to see him on the bench. Like he's he should not be a bench player. Yeah, that's true. Um TP same like same way. Like TP, I was kind of upset when he signed on with Envy. Cause he's one where I feel like like karma, like the fact uh, that yeah, Optic was able to get karma that. back. It's like TP, yeah. like he coached the team for a little bit, like he played for Optic, like he has the right vibes, the right mentality, the content, like everything is there to where it's like, I feel like optic is makes the most sense for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I, I have no evidence of this, but I think the only reason he went to envy is because for some reason optic couldn't make it happen financially at the time. That's understandable though. I mean, like, like that whole financial thing, you can see that in their content too. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, they, I have obviously no idea what their finances look like, but they can only spend X amount of money on players and behind the scenes people. And that's the only thing to me that makes sense is that at the time they didn't have a a proper salary for someone like TP. Yeah. I mean, still though, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. Yeah. I think optic is, um, speaking of different members and content and whatnot like that, who's your favorite 
current member of Optic and your favorite all-time member of Optic. And you answered this last week, so you know the deal. It can be anybody. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It could be a pro player, a content creator, a behind-the-scenes guy, whatever. The only person that is off limits is Hector Rodriguez. Hex. All right. So far, favorite current, uh, and then favorite all time. So for current, okay. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know if I did this last time, but for the first one, for favorite current, I'm gonna go with the content, and then favorite all time, I'll go with competitive. So favorite current uh, would be Blake. I said this before, and I, I just think Blake is such a great personality. I think he's an insanely great fit for Optic. Um, big old example for being a great fit, great personality. Uh, actually, I'll add this too. I mean, he's great at games, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, and that's you know that's what we we all revolve around. So I think that dude is literally the perfect candidate. You know, no, not candidate, but he's already he's already an optic. Uh, example is uh Blake was on the pre-show. I I, don't, I think he was in there for Big Timer. Like Big Timer couldn't make it. Big T. So, yeah. So, uh, just the whole, like, his vibes, everything about that pre-show was insane. That dude can talk forever. Uh, I mean, I just popped on the pre-show when it was live, and I was on my here on my computer, and I was just, you know, just listening to well, him go off, and it's just the bounce-back conversation. I, I love it a lot. And then the TST I, streams, that dude is a animal. A, another good example of that, too, is, like, whenever they've done the throwback tournaments, like the TST ones where you have, yeah, yeah. you know, the TST guys hosting it, like granted, it's a little different because those three have been best friends for so long, but it's like mm-hmm. Blake's a perfect, he is just good at being on camera and talking. Yeah. Like he keeps, Absolutely. he keeps rolling. Yeah. That dude. He's either. So the, the, something like, I don't remember who it was. I think it was, uh, Jess Brohard or something she put out like a tip she's like so anyone that's casting like if i could tell you one tip it'd be like be good at filling because you never know when something's going to go wrong and you're going to be up there and the timing's off to where it's like you can't jump into the match and let the casters take over you just have to fill the space with something like come up with some talking points like be ready blake is perfect Mm -hmm. at it blake is very perfect yeah like that situation if it ever happens blake will just be like yeah, guys. So, anyways, you know, I'm drinking Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros is a great coffee drink here uh, in Northern California, originated in Oregon. Like, he could just talk about anything on the fly and keep yeah. going for however long he needs to, yeah, whether it's two minutes I, or twenty. That, that's because I don't even think he needs to be a filler. Like, I, of course, it's gonna it's gonna be filler stuff that he's talking about. But I feel like with just one thing that somebody just lays down on him immediately that guy's going to be like oh, okay and then just continue that conversation and then from that conversation it's going to branch out into literally whatever yeah. which you know whatever's common with with what he's talking i'll about. be honest i feel like i'm i'm decent at that too and the more i think about like okay why would someone be good at this i think it's like just depends on how fast your brain moves it's like yeah. my brain just fucking going all the time and it's yeah. like, I got an opinion about everything. You throw something my way. It's like, I'm going to have an opinion on it. I can talk about that. It can branch out to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, there are it, some it, times it, where like I'll run into a, a topic or something where I'm like, yeah, I don't have much to say on that. But I also try to establish that. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know enough about said subject to talk about it. And then somewhere in there, like it'll branch out to something else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, w- with that, you can, like, if you don't know something about it, if you're talking to somebody, 
that know something about it and you don't know something about it, well then hey, it's a learning teach opportunity. Me. Teach teach the viewers, you know, yep. that too. Um and then like another part that, you know, the whole bouncing off of people and having that filler stuff. It's a whole uh like that part of the brain, that witty part of your brain, you know, like if you're arguing with somebody and you're coming with comebacks mm-hmm. too, like on the spot, <laughs> like that is one that part of your brain is also so that part of your brain that just quick. Exactly. Just being quick with, you know, however you're feeling that, that also I feel like goes in with what you're saying too. Yeah. The whole filler part. My problem with being quick is I'll usually say some hurtful shit. Like I'll be joking. <laughs> like I'll be like in lighthearted fun, but there's some times where like I'll say something. And I'm like, Oh, it just, it didn't go through your filter. No. Yeah. The filter turned but, off for a minute. We had a glitch in the matrix. That, that, that's what happens if you if you're insanely quick. Well, then there's not going to be a filter. Sometimes it process. happens. Sometimes yeah. it happens at work a lot. Uh, <laughs> at work, yeah, at whole places. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. You got no filter there. Um. So okay, so your favorite current member? You said you're going to go content. You picked Blake. The guy can vibe with it. He's got the perfect fit. He could talk about anything. He can fill the space. And then for yep. your favorite all-time member, you said you would pick a competitive player. Favorite all-time member, and you could still go, go with Blake. They've done some tournaments, right? <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking like <laughs> no, no, but like, pro, like, yeah, pro scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. Damn, I wanted to make a joke, but I don't know the Hit guy's it. name though. Is oh. the dude that played for uh, the CS:GO team the guy that cheated? Oh, I forgot his name. But that when was, I think I of CS:GO, I only think of. Uh, Mixwell and Rush. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else's. I forgot his name. But anyways, okay. Ruined joke. Uh, Favorite all-time scump. (laughs) I mean, that dude... That dude molded so many people today. And I like what I mean by that is like, you know, starting off young, watching scump, going through all the games with him, going through all the scrims, all the the old school i mean watching back on it going to going to watch like uh mw3 gbs with a nade shot going to watch um dude it's weird too real quick is like depending on when you started watching if you started watching competitive call of duty sometime around mw3 to black ops 2 like i guess mostly black ops 2 is how much they used to put out content on scrims and stuff like that like for for me i i don't know if they've streamed it or have it archived but i haven't really come come across any like scrim content when it comes to like black ops 2 black ops 1 well, even and just w3. like i should i should say just like competitive content like whether it was league play gb is like they would stream it like if you tuned into yeah, the yeah. streams back then they were playing like actual matches they were yeah, running the, through the the gb like 2ks and 5ks yeah they're, they're always grinding it's like um i think I'm pretty sure Hector and Scump said it too. Maybe probably Nate shot, but like all that crap back back then, that was all passion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're 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 you know becoming a professional gamer back in like 2009. You know, it was a risk because yeah. you know well, you're playing no money for involved. exactly like I think maybe one of the highest tournaments was like four thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, maybe even back then, well, like it wasn't even that much. I mean. You had Modern Warfare 3, COD XP was a million-dollar tournament, which was unheard of at the time. Yeah. And then Black Ops 2 had a million-dollar tournament. But, like, before then, MW, COD 4, MW2, Black Ops 1, like, 
You're I mean, talking yeah, like, what, like may, maybe like a five to ten thousand dollar prize pool, where mm-hmm. first place only gets four grand. And that was the risk, I think, like because going from like MW two to I know Black Ops one was like right after, but then you know MW three and I used to COD XP, but like those tournaments before all that stuff, before getting Call of Duty MLG out and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a gigantic risk. Like two years is a long time, you know, to to put your mind like because I mean, for example, there's a bunch of people still in high school. And there's like the older people too that are like just graduated, maybe going to college. Um, like it, it's it's crazy to sit down and be like, okay, I'm, I know I'm still in school, but I'm going to I'm going to do this for a living. Yeah, like, I'm going to get paid to play this. And like, you know, telling your parents that too, it's like, whoa, like your parents are like, okay, you're stupid. <laughs> like, well, you're, like, especially it's back because like exactly there weren't so any eyes a, on it. It's like now yeah, it's, it's like you can tell that. Risk. Like if you're a kid in high school right now, right, you could tell your parents, like, look, I I wanna be a professional player. And even if they're like, Oh, well, that's stupid, it's like, well, now you have Nade Shot, Ninja. Like you have so many people that exactly. like have done it and you have the proof versus ten years ago where it's like, name one person that's actually made it off of doing this. And you're like, This guy, he just won five hundred bucks. And your parents are like, Five what you the fuck are you off. gonna do with five hundred bucks? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care where you are in the freaking country. You could be in the cheapest cost of living place in this country. 500 yeah. bucks ain't going to cut it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much proof out there too, not just with big names. Like you can literally go onto Twitch and go to like some rent. You can go to like the like Five Nights at Freddy's video game or whatever and mm-hmm. just scroll down and literally there'll be people with like 50 viewers and they'll be like, yo, I just got paid like 5,000 this week. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. I was actually talking to a coworker about this a while back actually but uh-huh. we were basically just like talking about like how many content creators do you think do content like as their full-time gig right and i was like mm-hmm. i think it's way more than people realize and he's like so too he's like no i was like no no you only hear about the people that are making you know ninja courage like these guys that are on five thousand subtrains, trains two thousand sub trains yeah. where it's like they're pulling in five figures a month and sure, you know, taxes and all that, but it's like, those are the only ones you hear about. You want to know how many people you don't hear about that are just making normal income, 2000 yeah. to 5000 a month, depending on, I guess, you know, where you live. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot. I, like, I, mean, I, I, like so I told too. them, I was like, hey, listen, I was like, how much do you make a month? How much do you need to make a month? Because you're probably making more than you need. I was mm-hmm. like, and then how many people do you think are making that just off of content? And yeah. like they're not this huge name. Like you're not hearing about them in the news. They're not signing thirty million dollar deals with Mixer to stream exclusively on their platform. They're just out here grinding, doing yeah, it full time, and it's community. it's enough to cover to where they don't have to do a regular job. Yeah, and then I mean, some I, like going back to what, what you were saying with the whole like, I, you bet it's a lot of people. I think so too, because it's not just like because right now we're just talking about like streaming. I mean, YouTube too. I mean, all you need. Like There's the so many different for, sources of income. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, I mean, Patreons. Uh, I know this is a kind of a bad example, but just think about it innocently. OnlyFans. OnlyFans yeah. are one of them that you can make. This I mean, OnlyFans and Patreon are the same thing. Yeah, for real. And, um, but yeah, YouTube requirements is like, you need like 1,000 fo- 1, subs. subs 4,000 watch like, time hours. Your yeah, account and then you has start, to be 30 days old. Yeah, and then you start getting paid. And, I mean, if you already have a big community on Twitch, can you imagine on YouTube 
and then like so you get paid from youtube maybe you'll get be, you'll be, be ah, i can't even talk sorry you'll be getting paid from twitch uh if you have a patreon or only fans you'll get paid doing that type of stuff so it's like if you have any sort of you know paid content sponsored content with a company exactly. uh, yeah like sure um, those are usually like you know one-off deals but mm-hmm. sometimes they could be a large amount you might get a or even if you're not getting money off of that like okay if say elgato sends me this microphone maybe they're not paying me but i just saved almost 200 bucks yeah exactly like yeah and <clears throat> just stuff like that like hey i need you to do a review video on this even if you don't make any money from the company itself, well, now you have an opportunity to make money off of the view revenue. And also you saved money by not having to buy whatever product. And some of these things are pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're rolling like any sort of XLR, like mirrorless cameras type stuff, like that stuff can get pricey real quick. Yeah. And it's just like, I'd say the only issue that you would run into is the timing of payouts. Cause I know that uh, some of these companies like take a few months to pay out yeah um, that'd be like probably the only issue and yeah like it's going back to what i was saying too like the whole risk factor in it i think it, it still applies here with twitch and you know youtube and all that stuff so you kind of have to rely more on you know your main income which would you know if you're a full-time streamer full-time content creator you know your main income would be youtube and twitch and all that stuff so you got to rely more on that which i think i mean i think it's it's shaky a little bit because i mean you don't get paid on a certain date do you at least i don't think so um well that's what i mean like when it comes to the payout timing is like yeah yeah some of these specifically twitch and youtube i'm pretty sure like notorious about taking a long time to pay out because the cutoff on twitch is if you get if you're a twitch affiliate if you make over a hundred dollars then you get paid you have to make over a hundred dollars in a 30-day window but Mm -hmm. say you do that you might not actually see that hundred dollars for another two or three months. Yeah. Cause they're notoriously slow at actually rolling that money out. So I just didn't know that. This is news to me. So yeah. But like if you're an affiliate, my money in a week. This so this is what's trippy with affiliate status is like say between all your subs and donate well, I guess donations are a little different, but like between subs, say you're you make eighty dollars as an affiliate, you don't get any of that. Yeah. That all goes to Twitch. You need to surpass a hundred dollars, and then of that, as an affiliate, you only get fifty percent. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, as a partner, as a as a Twitch partner, you get seventy percent. They get thirty. So really, in order to make a hundred dollars off Twitch, as an affiliate, you need to make two hundred dollars. Yeah. Which for you, you is a hundred to get paid out. Yeah. So if yeah. all your subs and everything add up to one hundred and fifty bucks. Then you've cut the fifty percent out, and now you're now Twitch is getting a hundred percent of it. It's real shaky. Like yeah. there's risk factor. That being said, I'm not saying people shouldn't pursue it. And I think given what you're really risking, and, and Harris Heller mentioned this in a video. I don't know if you watch uh, Harris or Alpha Gaming at all, but he mentioned this on I think it was in a video where it's like a lot of it comes down to kind of your lifestyle and like it's like okay if you're if you've got a kid. If you have other people relying on you, mm-hmm. you can't make that risk. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it becomes a lot riskier. But it's mm-hmm. like if it's just you, why not? What you got to lose, you know? Yeah, like yeah, you could always just go get another job. You can always go back to school. Like, 
in that regard, especially for kids like in high school and stuff, which is, I guess, kind of like my target audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to eventually be that guy that like, if you're a sophomore through senior in high school, like this is your inspiration. The yeah. same way that Hutch was for, for us and Hex and these guys is like, if you're in that situation, why not grind? What's the fucking worst that can happen? Yeah. And especially being like, you know, the worst that can happen is audience. you end up like 90% of regular people outside of high school or you just go get a minimum wage job for a couple of years and then slowly move your way around the workforce. Yeah. Like that's what I did. I never went to college or anything. That was just, that's just how life goes. Yeah. And I was oh. making videos back then. I think about it frequently. My first video I ever posted on YouTube was from 2011. Oh. Given the amount of creators and viewership and like that ratio, I think about this all the time. I don't think it's possible for me to have posted videos consistently from 2011 to now and not have made it into a full-time thing. Even if my videos were mediocre, I think this, because there weren't that many people making videos back then, and now with the amount of eyes that have accumulated over the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, there's no way that I wouldn't be doing this full-time. Yeah, it's just, it's the whole growth factor too. I mean, you start off like, for example, let's say I start my YouTube channel like, today uh maybe i get like 10 subs right but i keep uploading consistently and then i mean that just grows and grows and grows another thing that another thing too is like where you stream honestly i think if you're just starting off on youtube i think you should start like streaming on youtube and then you know grow that you know yeah. with it's not the best place to stream but you know the rare chance that somebody will stomp, stumble across your stream maybe it's like the same maybe they just finished watching some gameplay of like COD and they see you playing COD. It's like, oh shoot, you know, let me hop into this real quick. Or maybe they just completely forget that like they have the little auto video like coming up next and it's mm-hmm. your stream. Like, you know, maybe something will happen with that. And then, uh, I mean, keep uploading consistently. You know, the subs will come rolling in, come rolling in. And the next thing you know, it you went from 10 subs to maybe like 150. And yeah. then from there, you probably well, went and from then on that, top of that, that like, like people, we love sharing things. Right. So like, yeah. I mean, okay. If you're fucking anybody, right. You had a TikTok. How often do you share a TikTok to your friend? Probably at least like five a day for a yeah. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, your webcam froze. Oh, oh, nope. It's catching up. All right. Um, All right. Same thing with YouTube. Sure. It doesn't get shared as much because it's longer form content, but it's mm-hmm. like outside of people just discovering your stuff through the algorithm and recommended and autoplay and stuff like that. Like, okay, if you had 10 subs, how many of them are telling their friends, Hey, check out this guy. And then maybe each of those 10 tells 10 people and maybe only one of those 10 people they told comes in, Mm -hmm. but then they do the same thing. Like there's a big gamble. You're just rolling the dice all the time. Exponential though. Yeah. Like between all the different factors, like, and I mean, if you put out, 10 videos versus a hundred videos, like you're going to have a lot higher chances of one of those hundred videos popping off than mm-hmm. one of only 10 videos popping off. Yeah. It's the, cl- just the clay like, pot experiment. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar well, with that one. Uh, not too, not too familiar. They basically, First time I'm hearing it. It's, it's like an art professor or someone or like, you know, pottery and he uh-huh. splits the class into two groups. He said, okay, group a, your job is to make the most perfect pot that you can in the next 30 days. All right. Group B, your job is to make as many pots as you can in the next 30 days. At the end of the experiment, who has the best pot? 
mm-hmm. the team that made it as many as they could. It's not the team that focused on making a perfect one and maybe that took them three tries to make as perfect one as possible. It's the guys that made a thousand of them, but they refined it. They got all those reps in. And oh, okay. at the end of the, it's like, yeah, it's like by getting so many reps in, like you just learn all the flaws as fast uh-huh. as possible. So you stop making those mistakes. At the end of it, you designed a better pot because you figured out all the ways not to make one. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Quantity, Very wide. quantity over quality leads to quality. It's true. There's some, there's some old wisdom up in here somewhere. We don't <laughs> always drop it. This is becoming a lot more of an informative podcast than the last episode. Uncle Iroh. Hey. Um, all right. So let's uh let me go back to my list of some questions. All right. Um there's actually only a few left because I mean, do you want to talk about the event one? Like last time I said, have you ever been to an event? You said no. I said if you could ever go to an event, what I one would you yeah, want to go to? All right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh correct, right? You said you've never been to an event. Yeah, never been to an event. So if you could um, just pick one. And I guess I it doesn't have one. to be Call of Duty. Like, I asked this to someone, and I think they brought up, uh, I think they said a Halo event. A Halo event? I mean, yeah. dang, dude. So Halo just event. just any event. Uh, any event. I'm going to be basic again. I'm just going to go with Champs. Because, uh, oh, damn, dude, there's so many. Because I'm thinking it's about tough. it now, because I know, like, Champs I is wanna, a big one. I say I always want to say Champs, but, like. Yeah. I know, I know it's a big one, but um, I mean, trying to remember different like events. I mean, I, it's popping in my YouTube recommended, like YouTube, ver- YouTube. What am I saying? Optic versus Phase. Uh, they played. I think Embos was on Phase at the time. This was Black Ops Two. Oh, I was gonna like, say, was like, it the AW like, one? No, yeah, it's just it was Black Ops Two. But I mean, still, like, there's just so many events too that just you, you go to, and I mean. I, honestly, I feel like I would go there more for the crowd, like just that experience, like being a part of the crowd, yes. you know, just everyone's all hype. The whole family aspect of it kicks in. Um, but I, I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with, with, um, with champs on this okay. one. See, I mean, that's just so as far as like the crowd thing goes, so I've got everything booked to go to champs, um, next month and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it and I haven't really followed competitive too much this year. like. Yeah. Cold War's just not that game for me. Um, and Modern Warfare kind of like wasn't that. last year. Like, Call yeah. of Duty just does not hold my interest as much. Like, for the most part, I watch these people for themselves and not so much for the competition these days. And I'm yeah. like, as much as I can't wait to fucking watch LAN, because it is incredible, the thing I'm looking forward to more is the people in, like seeing people that have been on the podcast, seeing people, I want to do some on-site podcasting. I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. But like seeing people, people I know off of Twitter, like meeting new people, like that is the best part of events. Yeah. It's not watching Call of Duty. Yeah, no, but I I think it's true. I think now is the perfect time to start meeting people. I mean, it, it, it could be a little controversial with, you know, COVID and all that stuff, but like, with everything going back to to the way it was, or at least easing into it, yeah, it's like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in so long. That too, or you know, meeting meeting well, those people. It's going to be even trippier because I feel like that already existed because you only ever how many people actually were able to go to like every land event? Yeah, probably not that many. But like, yeah. how many people were able to go to two or three a year? And it's like they would regularly see people, but mm-hmm. only every three months. 
But yeah. it's like now it's like you haven't had any lands to go to. Mm-hmm. So it's like you already kind of had like, oh man, I haven't seen you in three months. Now you're going to have, I haven't seen you in two fucking years. In almost, <laughs> yeah, two years. <laughs> I haven't it's seen crazy. you since Cobb Champs 2019. <laughs> like that is going to be so yeah like it's gonna push things to levels that they would have never been to yeah one of the few things to come one of the few good things to come out of the pandemic and covid and everything is gonna be community the green green wall reunited yeah that's gonna be crazy can't can't wait for this next process well i mean so the the last land event that the green wall was properly united was 2019 champs Mm -hmm. and then if you want to count like maybe the rocker event opening up like the huntsman but like uh, it was a different green wall it was a different yeah, exactly. different shade of green so it's um, like it really will be and it'll be weird for me too like going to champs like the last event i went to was champs yeah so i i it's gonna be I, honestly talking about the whole huntsman green wall i i think yeah i, I feel like it was in like it was great you know to be there mm-hmm. but it's just going to be so different because I mean you're you weren't able to wear your optic gear. You weren't able to yes. wear that vintage well, no, no, no. jersey. My that optic, you had, my no? optic gear went to the other side of the closet. Like I'm really oh, like really? The, the way my closet's organized. Like it's pretty. It's kind of OCD. It's like it's color <laughs> yeah. coordinated and also categorized by like. And I mean the place I'm in now. I have the office room has its own closet because it's technically a yeah. bedroom. So all my mm. like esports gaming merch and everything's just in this closet and it literally goes like individual people's merch like scump and syndicate and i've got like one doctor disrespect shirt and then i have collaboration merch between like create supply original only collabs hex quarters collabs and then i have optic gear i have tsc gear and then optic gear but it's like Mm -hmm. during the whole huntsman thing all my optic stuff i moved it to the back yeah like it And, and that's exactly what i'm saying like um I mean, you moved it to the back because they became Huntsman. And now being able to, you know, grab that cluster of clothes and being oh, able yeah. to put that right in the, the main stage of your closet. like Yeah, now it's at the front. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, exactly. So uh, you going to Champs, like being able to grab, like I was saying, that vintage oh, jersey or maybe that scump jersey. I think I'm going to wear the uh, 2014. Well, there you go. Like it, it's going to be such a different environment from being Chicago Huntsman because uh, yeah. all the all these jerseys were new, or maybe you wore your optic jersey, um, what do you call it, as like your first layer, and then you wore a Huntsman jersey or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, the environment's going to be different because it's optic now, you know. And then uh, I think it's going to be crazily different from Champs back in Bo Four too because. What's a different? They, I mean, they were always optic, but now it's like, oh my god, you know, we were huntsmen, and now we're back to being optic, which is going to be, Dude, you know, it's going like, to be. So it's going to be I, nuts. I will buy if there's the VIP option. I don't give a fuck how much debt it puts me into, but <laughs> when there's an optic opening event, uh-huh. right? Because we had the huntsman opening event was supposed to be scheduled. I was supposed to go to that, and mm-hmm. then COVID happened, so no lands. And then we get optic yeah. back, but there's still no lands. So technically the only optic opener we had was optic LA. Like the first proper optic Chicago opening event at land. I'm getting VIP tickets for that motherfucker. I'm flying. I mean, I'm not going to fly first class. 
any everything event related at the venue i'm going yeah. in on because that is going to be so hype like dude, if i can i'll totally do the same thing i'll meet you there dude i i'm rent out a whole fucking hotel i don't care but the whole green wall is going to band together and we're going to rent not just a room or two the whole motherfucking tower yeah. like <laughs> it's going to be chicago is going to be nuts yeah i think about this event so you know the the markiplier thing where it's like this right here is my favorite thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. i stay yeah. awake at night not sleeping because i'm thinking about this <laughs> it's the it's it's the the optic stand. opener homestand yeah the proper homestand it's gonna be insane that, yeah dude that's something i think champs will be a, i think champs night. will be a, a good tease of what's to come oh yeah because let's face it there's very few teams in the league with a fan base that competes with Optic as far as size. Mm-hmm. Like Phase, Phase is going to be nuts, especially with how good of a couple of years they've had. Phase yeah. is already huge. On top of that, they've had probably the best team in the actual league since the league is formed. Phase's Shore Empire won champs mm-hmm. last year. I think that Phase is the best franchise in the league so far. Like they're. <laughs> Bro, Simp and Abizi? Selling like they're insane. Um, do you think wait a minute, who's their who is their fourth? They're Modern Warfare. Phase? Yeah. It wasn't our cities. Simp Abizi, Major Maniac. Was it Maniac? Uh, Simp Abizi Selium. Yeah, Simp Abizi Selium, Major Maniac, and then I don't know the other guy. Uh I think actually hold it. I think he plays for Rocker. No, it wasn't no, Pristini. It was Pristini. Pristini was on Huntsman for Mutineers than Huntsman. Because hold Priesta. on, Rocker's playing right now. It's Priesta. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I always get Pristini and Priesta mixed up. It was yeah. Priesta. Pri- Priesta. That's, right. That's still a nasty Pristini. roster, but with Alex or Alec. Yeah. Uh, our cities. That, it's what do you really call it? just hex sabotaged. <laughs> hex sabotaged the league by giving our cities to phase. If anything, he he made for one hell of a storyline, as he always does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Everybody phase. About it. I wonder how like salary cap and everything goes into it when it comes to the league versus just the organization. Uh, like, how do you keep that balanced when you have a team like, you know, the Atlanta Phase, that are the Call of Duty League spot, mm-hmm. but they're part of Phase Clan, which is. You know, FaZe Clan, if they wanted to, could afford any roster they want to. Yeah. But like, I, I wonder, I'm, I wonder how they like limit that. Cause when you have new teams coming in, like the surge, like, how are you going to fucking keep that financially balanced? Yeah. You know, that's true. I never thought of it. Cause it's like, the first uh, time I've thought right now, of it. I'm like, yeah, bro, in the my phase optic, like teams that have already been so established for so long, like, yeah. And then you bring up the surge gonna, and they have 50 bucks brand, in their bank account. Yeah, it's like brand new teams. <laughs> like, sure, they paid yeah. the twenty five million for the franchise spot, but like, are they limited yeah, to the use that twenty five million to like organize their their rosters? Like, there's yeah, got to be crazy. some rules in place. Uh, speaking of of rosters and stuff, new team, uh, an Australian team, maybe. Uh, I forgot their name, Predators or something like that. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Challengers team or. No, like an actual new Australian uh, league team. Oh, that they're they're in the talks about it. I forgot who 
Like uh, so, like it, one of the organizations might be selling a spot, or are they adding more? They're adding spots? another. Yeah, they're adding another league spot, and it's going to be an Australian team. And there's a, a group out there, huh? Predators, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see if I can pop this in. Predators, CDL team. Okay, maybe not. I haven't. I can't find it. No, but yeah, there is um, a this this is like an Australian organization and uh they were supposed to they're in the talks of of Well, I know that that's been one of the big concerns since switching to a league is at what point are they going to start adding more league spots cuz there's only 12 teams now. Mm-hmm. At what point are they going to bump that up to 16? Um and I think if if I'm the league, I'm not bumping it to 16 next year. Yeah. Because one, Vanguard might kind of flop. If Vanguard flops, you might have some older players like Scum thinking about retiring. People yeah. that are carrying your viewership. <clears throat> and two, because of COVID and the fact that so much competition has been online or without LAN events or without fans, you know, spectator events, like... The way that it affects viewership and everything, I feel like it'd be too big of a risk to add those new teams now. Yeah. Versus wait another year. Vanguard, maybe the game's maybe it's good, which I don't think it will be. But if it's at least decent, but you are able to bring back land events with spectators, like that might help peak viewership and income with, you know, on site merchandise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, maybe you can afford to branch out. Competition-wise, yeah. I think that we could do it now. There's so many talented players. How many people have we seen come up from challengers and stuff? Yeah, like, absolutely. I think Not the talent that, but... pool. We went from yeah. 32 teams to 12. Yeah. Like, how many former pro players are now just top amateurs? Like, no Doug, no Dub. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm a, I I like Doug. Hmm. I met him at Champs um, uh, 2019, and he's a genuine dude. Yeah. Uh, I used uh, to be kind of on the fence about him because, mm-hmm. understandably so, I feel like. Yeah. Every year is his I'm, year till it ain't. I'm so, like, I, I, I love Sensor. Yeah. But, you know, okay, if, if I'm going to get real about Sensor, I don't want to talk mad crap, but let's just say he's good where he's at. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, I think, I don't know. So I'd like, love if to this see was, him on the if come this was up, like though. basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Doug to me is like a really good six man. Like he's, he's six man of the six man with, if he, okay, if he's going to be on six man, that man better get reps in that man better. You know, I think, but I like, say, to, he can to be me, so much better. I don't know. I he's think he can solid be, though, too. Yeah, and the other is, thing, the other I thing mean, that I have to consider with him mm-hmm. is the amount of outside of game stuff that he does. His whole fitness thing, content, sure. like yeah. very there's literally only ever been one player that has competed at the top and been able to do that much shit on the side and that scump. Yeah. Every other player that has tried to do stuff more than competing has seen their competition you know, suffer from it or they're, they've seen their content suffer so that their competition can stay at the top. 
Yeah. So that's like the one thing I had to remind him. I'm like, dude, Sensor is like the only other dude that has actually grinded out content to this level. And yeah. I think more and more people are doing it. Like Octane's a good example. But mm-hmm. we're also at the point now where like a lot of these guys aren't editing their own content. They're yeah. just hiring I've, people to do 89% of the work for them. Yeah. Uh, about Sensor too, with the whole content thing. Like I, I 100% get that, but if we're talking strictly COD, I mean, you can't use that as an excuse. I, I, I don't think I it's get... an excuse. I think it's just like an understanding. Yeah, because I think he could yeah. be much more. I just don't think he could be that much more and continue to do all the other shit on the side. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I, if he I, stopped I doing everything on the side and he put his mindset entirely into competing, then yeah, I think he could be a he could be a starter on some rosters. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, one big one could be Surge. Uh, I wouldn't say Florida, Paris. He can. Florida's um, a weird one. Florida's a fucking Flo- dude. They've they've had a weird couple years. Yeah, I feel I think, like somehow uh, they're dog shit, but they win when it matters. Yeah, I was watching. Um, what do you call it? I was watching another podcast with Lottie, and um, I, I'm sorry, I totally forgot the other guy's name, but uh, they have this other podcast, and they were just talking about it that florida is like florida's it's like you were saying florida is extremely weird that it's just like they can they're they're winning against empire but then then they're losing against paris like what yeah <laughs> um, it's like and and rocker was kind of like that last year not as like far out on the spectrum like they were a little mm-hmm. more, more consistent yeah but it's like it's like dude rocker how many times did rocker be phased last year like an okay, like an okay amount. Yeah. Like they were the one team that at the beginning of the the first you know few events and stuff, like they were like the one mm-hmm. team that could somehow control the phases fast pace. Yeah. It's like I don't know how they were doing it. Like Rocker's not this insane roster, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to do it with any other team, but somehow they could control phase, which I mean, is steamrolling uh, people. Yeah, I, I just think with the whole with all the rosters from last year, it's so different from this year. It's though. also a like, different game too, like Cold War's yeah, pacing di- different and game, yeah. drastically different roster, I think, for some of them. Um like one player can I think absolutely just change everything. For example, FaZe, you know, going from five v five to four v four and they drop Maniac and Priesta and they just brought they brought Alec and they got Tiny Terracellium so- and I don't. I think we talked about this last last time, but we talked about like jetpack versus boost on the ground, right? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not to bring that back up, but five v five or four v four? Five v five or four v four? Four v four. Okay. Good. I think. Yeah, I think four v four is because I'm, I'm I'm thinking about Black Ops three right now because that's when I got into league or arena mode at the time. Um, I mean, yeah, thinking about it now. The thing about BO3 and the thing about Cold War and I guess, you know, all my knowledge from watching VODs from other people, it's very structured. It's very, like... I feel like having the extra two players on the map just fucks things up just enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And then at finally playing on the college level with MW is just crazy. It was just everybody was already tax sprinting to the point and then it's just loud gunfights. I feel like it messes like with spawns too much. Yeah, the spawn. I mean, spawns was a big thing. Then, okay, well, like not just spawns, but like it messes with spawns because of like double kill, triple kill. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. It's like yeah. because you can't get that that last guy down. 
now spawns are messed up because of just that one extra guy. Yeah, I think Black Ops 4 5v5 was cool, though. I don't know. That That's just my take on that. Like, I don't think it was think as bad. A, at, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was as bad. Yeah, but I mean... I think the game was designed better for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think so, too. Because, I mean, Treyarch's main focus was multiplayer. Yeah. You know, uh, they... You know, didn't have campaign. They just made it an online thing. You know, hey, go now, play multiplayer, go play zombies. No, let me ask this, right? Um, how do you feel about control as a game mode? I like it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just like you just have to have the knowledge to, you know, whatever map you're playing on, you know, find those angles. I mostly uh, hate if, it. Mostly hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I when they first introduced it in Black Ops Four, to me, it was just like, it felt like. TDM with spawn trapping played at a pro level. And to yeah. be fair, so did Domination. Domination had the Domination same issue too. where it's like you just held the right angles, you could spawn trap, and it's like, but because control had a life count on it, I feel like it made it a little bit worse. Yeah. Because it's like, no, I get that. It's like in Domination, at least you could break out of the spawn because you had a limited lives. You just had yeah. like a little bit more time to try and fix shit. And like, it wasn't much better probably chances were by the time you broke out of the spawn trap you were already in such a deficit anyway you weren't going to do anything about it yeah. it's like i don't know adam apicella at one point we were tweeting back and forth and he was like hardpoint and snd i don't know why you need a third game mode I'm like you yeah, know what? i remember seeing that yeah at this point yeah since we can't know. figure out a good third game mode because i don't yeah. domination i think everybody hates i think people would rather have control than domination um i think they're equally shit mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of ctf i would take blitz at this point from ghosts um i think ctf even though it has the same spawn trap problem as control and domination i think mm-hmm. because there's a flag that actually moves like they're not set points on the map i think that's like the one thing that makes it a little bit better yeah i I, I think I think there should be a third game mode, you know. Um, I think there should be. I don't know what the fuck it would be, yeah, though. Exactly. I uh, vote CTF. That, I'm sure there's a better option, and most people would disagree with me. Yeah, the, the thing about this third game mode, though, is it's like, it's the turning point, you know? I mean, yeah. if you're about to get if you're about to get 3-0'd, you have that wild card game mode, you know? That could, it can go both ways, you know? Uh, the person that's about to, the team that, that's about to lose, you know, they can they can maybe not get shut down immediately because you know hey i'm playing uplink or hey i'm playing yeah. control this is the map okay i would i would fucking say uplink out. over as far as like a ctf you know type game mode uplink blitz yeah. ctf i feel like are all kind of the same mm-hmm. no yeah totally. playing it uh, uplink wasn't stellar but watching it that is the most fun game mode to watch in cod history yeah yeah i, I think Dude, i mean uplink. that's just the whole jetpack cod oh. thing but i mean uh, for world war ii because world war ii had uplink they had, or I don't think was it it called uplink. No, it was um like gridiron. I think gridiron. There you go. Basically, it's the same thing as yeah, it's football. Yeah, it was boots on the ground uplink executed poorly. Yeah, just bring capture the flag. Like at that point, you know, you don't need you don't need uplink in. Yeah, I remember trying to play gridiron, and I was like, yeah, this is dog shit. (laughs) Yeah, if it's a jetpack cod, I think uplink should be the third game mode. And then if it's what about? Um, you know, I wonder how, like how oddball would feel in COD. 
I'm just trying to think of like other games, specifically Halo's. Halo, I think, is the only other FPS game that has had respawn game modes. Uh, I think I think Oddball as the third game mode. Or just in COD. In I don't general. know how that would work in COD though, because of like power weapons and overshields and stuff like that. Like exactly time I, to kill. I, honestly, I don't know if it would. I honestly, don't think it would work because it's I don't just think like it would either. Hey, like okay, so you pick up the the ball or whatever the skull in COD. I mean, you just get sniped from across the map. It's like yeah. what's the point? There's, there'll just be people looking right down there. There'll be, for example, if this was like an MW or with you know, if this was an MW twenty nineteen. There'll be people with the PKM right around the corner just waiting to gun you down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be very lopsided if a team managed to get a ball out I feel and like, they go to like their spawn. Yeah, I'm saying I feel like because of like map positioning, you would find a spot on the map where it's like yeah. if you can hold it with the right angles, that guy can just chill out and gain get time. Yeah, and then with, with Halo, you know, it, it's very it's very basic. But like in a good way, uh, there's the whole shield stuff, you know. There's there's power Halo, ups on the yeah. ground. Halo is also the gen. only game to successfully pull off TDM as a professional game mode. Yeah, like um, and it's because of power weapons, power ups, time to kill. Yeah, time of you know those power ups and power weapons dropping, like uh-huh. it made it to where you couldn't camp. Like you actually had to rotate the map, even though there was no objective. You knew that you had to rotate the map to get control of a power up or power open. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I that's a, I think that's a big part of it too. Because I mean, you're not you're not going into Halo spawning in with the well, I guess excluding with the, Halo with a class 4. of choice. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't you can't run in with this certain park, or you can't run in with with um. I feel like in order for COD to pull it off, they would literally have to change Call of Duty. They'd have to, to it Halo. Down. Like yeah. They would have to introduce power weapons and they would armor have armor for everybody <laughs> or only the armor for everybody except for the guy with the oddball. Maybe. I'd, I'd I, say armor for every uh, armor for, for only the, the oddball guy. The oddball. Yeah. I can't, maybe it might work. Then I don't know. There. I don't know. It could. I'm, I don't know what the third game mode would be. I just think control's not it. I, I, like I said, if it's jetpacks, I'd rather take uplink. If it's not, then let's oddly just go enough, capture the flag. Oddly enough, control. I if it's like good games, like optic versus fate, like top tier teams, I do like watching it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not literally like the top three teams playing against each other, then it really does just feel like spawn trapping. Yeah. Um, like if what you was get the fastest control round in CDL, it was like LA Thieves versus. This was like maybe three, four weeks ago, I think. They I think it was, it was the Thieves versus someone. It was on Raid. And, and it was just like, in like they just minute. wiped through the life count so fast. Not even life count. They just got the, they got the time. The, they the got offense. The, the yeah. Yeah. Just went by so fast. Like, I don't know. All right. Let's, uh, let's try to wrap this up a little bit. Let's fly through some of these questions. Um, we asked this last time. We'll ask it again. If you could join Optic or be involved in Optic in any way, content creator, camera guy, behind the scenes guy, graphic designer, whatever, what would you want to do and why? Uh, content, content creator, but not just like a standalone content creator. I'd love to be a content creator, like on the main, the main YouTube uh, channel. Or you know, uh, I'd like to do that. I think it'd be super cool to be a part of like behind the scenes type stuff. For example, like another hitch mm-hmm. i mean I, you know hitch was doing content hitch 
was also behind the scenes. I think that'd be super cool because I mean I'm real into like the the cinematic type stuff yeah. behind. Um, but yeah, I, I mean I'd love to be a content creator for them. I'd love to be, uh, I'd love to do something like TST. I'd love to, you know, just uh, ex- explore that area, especially with optic. That'd be super cool. I'm gonna ask you another question in regards to that answer. If you can't come up with uh a quick response then we'll just drop it but like so if you were a content creator on the main channel obviously right now tier lists are in reaction videos um that sort of trivia like do you have a content idea that you would like to see done that like nobody's doing uh i mean that could honestly be anything because it's like what you're saying a bunch of stuff is in right now so if you want to see something new like just think of literally anything that's not that you know and mm-hmm. then if optic were to do that you know it would did bring you that see up. did you see the reddit post the other day someone was like i would love to see a content series where you basically have like an hour to play league play like you take the pro team and you uh-huh. each give them an hour to play league play and they have to find a teammate and then 2v2 so it's like scump has to jump into league play he has an hour to find a teammate, recruit him. Envoy's doing the same thing. And then you have Scump with the random guy that he picked and Envoy yeah. with the random guy that he picked and you do 2v2s. That'd be super cool. It was like, yeah, that. And then at the end of the hour, you basically have your teams and you work it into like a bracket style. Yeah, that'd be... That'd I was be, like, dude, that'd that'd that's, a, that'd that's a badass idea. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, very... No, be, it's it's hard, fun. I feel like, to think of ideas like that that are like because mm-hmm. yeah like you could pick anything that's not trending right now and it'll be new and different but is it yeah. actually going to make for good content or uh, is it I just going to be new and different you know yeah okay I'm, i guess i'm not going to be original here but something that would be insanely entertaining and it was entertaining was uh the smooth competitions that's like kind of what i was I thinking can, i was like i, would yeah, feel, I, I feel like i'd bring back yeah br- absolutely bring back especially with covid ending or you know yeah. going, going back to normal whatever like, i mean still though even even when there wasn't covid they were already still as a group like yeah well, i, I feel mean like there wasn't be anybody bigger else. and better now because Absol- of yeah, the pandemic absolutely. it's like the whole community thing like now that you're able to engage more openly and freely again yeah. it would be bigger yeah. than it would have been yeah and and now yeah exactly exactly what you're saying um but yeah if i were to if i can come up with something i guess it's not really come up with but more of bring back and yeah, then revisit with the whole gone. yeah and and like with them getting back into it with roger maddie and josefo you know getting back into it I, this qual the quality of this content i think would be i of here we go okay so going if we're gonna like bring something back i would bring back but i would make it just within optic it could totally fucking do this too. Um, what was the show called with? Um, can't think of the guy's name right now. FPS Kyle, um, FPS Russia. Mm-hmm. They they put out a show. It was freaking FPS Russia. They had Hex Temper was on there, but they had like actual military guys as well. What the hell was I'm the not, name of that I'm show? Not too sure. It's old school. That's it was like 2011 or something. Um, it might have been just called the competition. The controller. The con- 
The controller, yeah. That was yeah. posted on Optic eight years ago. The controller with Jaws, Hex, and Temper. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, do it. I'd recommend it. They could totally pull this off, but just keep it within just Optic. Yeah. This was a th- th- that video is with Machinima. You can see the little watermark on the bottom left. That's crazy. Dude. Old old school. That video, that series was badass. They basically were like just real life, almost like military training exercises and stuff. Uh-huh. But it was like a gamer paired up with someone that was actually in that field, like military personnel. And yeah. they ran through essentially military training exercises, scaled down. That's cool. And like real guns. Every, and this was back when like FPS Russia ran YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you search FPS Russia. Every one of his videos has over a million views. That guy fucking ran yeah, YouTube Popular. for a while. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in like third grade and my friend would just come up to me and be like, yo, let's watch this FPS Russia thing. This and FPS this guy's Russia. Like- Today we have AA-12 shotgun. <laughs> it's fully automatic yeah. shotgun. You bump this thing in 55-gallon drum. Look at it. Perfectly waterproof. <laughs> now let's shit. go kill some watermelon people. That's fucking hell. Watermelon people. I remember that. God yeah. dang. FPS yeah, Russia throwback. There you go, folks. You heard it here. Go watch some FPS <laughs> Russia. Show him some love. Pretty sure that guy went to prison. Yeah, he did. I, there's, <laughs> I searched up FPS Russia Hex and there's literally a I mean, video I'm pretty sure he's below. out now. Yeah, he's out. Like he got out he's a couple out. years ago, but like. Yeah. I don't know the reason why he went to prison. I don't know why either. I think it was because he just owned a bunch of illegal shit. Because <laughs> like, so he, he was just blowing shit up every weekend in Georgia. Yeah. I think it was like, in Georgia. Is where it was like his, I think it was like his family's ranch or something. It's like yeah, they had the yeah. land and everything. It took it took the authorities yeah, a while to be like, yo, this guy's popular, but. That, hey, this guy's a potential like domestic terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are we, why have we been trusting this why guy he, for Why does so he own a tank? And why are three million people <laughs> watching him drive a tank? I know, right? They they go to the, they go to hit the barn or whatever, and they open it up. It's a it's just World a War II. It just looks like World War II Nazi freaking shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a German tank. <laughs> he's. The, I know cops are talking to him, and he's still with the Russian accent and everything. He's, whoa, whoa, guys, chill out. I'm American. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> The camera's filming the cops and everything too. Yeah, trying to. Well, yeah, the freaking who's the doctor? Disrespects camera guy. Doesn't know when to shut the thing off. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So you'd be a content creator for Optic. You would bring back Smooth Comp or something of the like. Um, top three favorite moments in Optic history. You know the drill. It could be competitive moments, content moments, vlog moments, whatever. All right. Um, damn. Low key. I gotta gotta remember everything from last week. I know one of them was champs because I mean that that's crazy. iconic. Yeah, picture. I mean, you don't even need to see the video. You look at pictures of of you know the dynasty with uh, hex like in the back holding the check, and it's just like the all the way that that picture was Dude, edited was already so yeah. legendary. Like I, one of my favorite moments, and this, it makes me miss uh, courage as a caster, mm-hmm. is just courage's whole. Ladies and gentlemen, like they've done it. This is the greatest Call of Duty roster. Like his whole yeah. speech right there. Courage is freaking. Courage he, can do it all. He, that dude, yeah. He's got a good voice and like courage, the right energy for it. Yeah. If we can bring back courage for champs, imagine. I would. Ra- <laughs> There's so many good casting duos. Mm-hmm. Courage and Maven, Maven and Merc, Fwiz and Puckett. 
Fuzzin Puckett. I'd bring back Fuzzin Puckett for champs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Benson and Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. So many good casting duos. Okay, so you got 2017 champs. 2017 That's champs. a top three moment. I remember I said this last week. Uh, I just, because it's, it's hilarious. I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, one in uh, Maniac's vlogs. Oh, yeah. What, what was this one? Do you know what I'm talking about? Look, man. Okay. Which, which uh, one was it again, though? It was... Uh... It... Hold up. I have to I have to just get this off real quick. Scump. Okay, so in one of Maniac's vlogs, Scump or M- Maniac just just keeps vlogging Scump and like Scump is wearing like this purple Oh, that's right. It was his outfit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was his outfit, but he just I remember like remember I mentioned the banana man. Yeah, and this bit he just keeps going like he keeps saying what? And then Maniac puts like this music in the back. Look, I'll send I'll send you the link of the video so maybe send, you understand. Send me the link and then I might throw it in the description as well. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> I don't know because Maniac keeps putting the camera up in Scump's face, and Scump is just like, "What?" I, wait, I think I landed on it actually. I did. It's I have it. I have it pulled up right here. But yeah, Maniac's just like panning the camera up to Scump, and then there's like some orchestra playing in the back, like orchestral music that maniac found and scum's just like what it's like what like he just keeps on saying it for like two minutes and it's the funniest shit ever dude that's to me uh, at least, I think that's so funny maniac has been mentioned more times than i would have expected in different segments of this podcast with different guests uh-huh guy's got a bigger fan base I th- yeah absolutely. especially now think- with the the sobniac sobniac yeah by the way I mean, anyone maniac. watching this uh make sure you guys go over to Maniac Plays, he recently launched a gaming channel. So make sure you guys go subscribe to that if you are fans of Maniac himself. Because I edit those videos sometimes. <laughs> I'd Pump not his know that, uh, Yeah, just uh, I've edited a ha- couple of his videos. Thank you, Haley, for the opportunity with those. Haley's definitely done the most uh, with that channel, especially with my moving and everything. Shout um, outs, shout outs. Shout out, Haley. Okay, and then my third, I do remember my third. Uh, it was... I forgot about the World Maniac War- one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was, uh, the World War II one? Oh. The, yeah, <laughs> the World War II... Uh, who was it? Car- no, it was Scump, yeah. It was, Scump, yep. Scump was diffusing Scump, World Karma. War II. The I Can Ride a Bike moment. Uh, it's with... Car- it's Dynasty, right? It was Krim, yeah. Krim Karma for The Dynasty Scump. Before, right before they broke up. Yeah, and they were playing a scrim... Scump plants the bomb and he just runs. I hear they're playing World War II on Gibraltar. He Oof. runs to, I don't know what spawn it is, but there's a bike and he, he goes prone right near the bike and he's like, Hey, Krim, I could ride a bike. He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> and then Carmen, Karma is like freaking out. He's like, Yo, this guy's gonna go check it. Go the, check it. And you got Matt yeah, yeah, in the background. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Karma's like, Bro, he's gonna, he's gonna defuse. And Formal's like, Nah, Halo kids don't defuse. And they wait like the twenty confidence seconds. Confidence that Matt had in it too is yeah. what gets me every time. The last last ten seconds of of you know the detonation. Karma's like, dude, he's going to hop it, and Formal's like, no, he's not. He's not. Halo <laughs> kids don't defuse. Yeah, and then it, it blows up. Scump comes back onto his webcam, and he's like, hey, did we win? And they win like six <laughs> zero. <sighs> that's I dude, love it. The it, calm so confidence funny. where Matt's just like, Halo kids don't defuse. It's like Karma, yeah. who is one of the greatest minds in Call of Duty, 
it's probably thinking yeah. about so many different things and is like, bro, you gotta go it's check formal. it. Like, you gotta go check it. Yeah. Like, it's fucking search destroy. You gotta go check it, dude. He's gonna defuse it. Halo, Halo kids don't defuse. They don't defuse, yeah. The formal's probably on Twitter at that time, just looking at his phone like they don't defuse. They don't. Yeah. Like, they're probably all just chilling. Karma, I imagine, is the only one. I imagine Krim is frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Just silently, like, angry, like, you fucking idiots. Yeah. And Karma. Is just freaking out. Scum's AFK. Informal's yeah. just like. No. Yeah, he's just, what's on the what's don't. on the timeline right now? <laughs> yeah, that, oh. that that's just so funny. Okay, so so there's your top three. I won't. I'll revisit. I'll I'll do top three. Um, I mentioned Grizz, the Matrix Reloaded montage. It has an optic intro, so I'm counting it. It's a bit of a cheat cop-out answer, but we'll count it in any way. Um, Grizz actually just started uploading again, too, for the first time in like a year. So he might be back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a fan of old-school Call of Duty, the godfather that brought console recording to the masses, go check out Zer Grizz. Zer Grizz. You ain't Grizz, baby. Um, what else? So we, we had that one. We're going to go with... I don't know if I mentioned this last time. We're going to go with D-Tree to run down free-for-all. Modern Warfare 2. Um, yeah, I don't... Fastest free-for-all ever, I believe what it's called. Uh, yeah, this is back in the day. I think Pomage has beaten it, but it's uh, it's like a minute or something like that. Sniper only. Um, That's crazy. Like a minute 18, minute what, 22. MW2? Yeah. Insane. Minute. I want to say it's like it's either a minute 18 or a minute 22. What map was this played on? Rundown. Rundown. Yeah. I'm trying to remember that map. Three forever. So there's like a canal that runs down the middle of it. There's three bridges that go across it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> I miss MW2. So the video is three minutes long. From the first three to minutes. last kill, it's two minutes, 13 seconds. Damn. Yeah. Dude, 10 years ago, that video has 114,000 views. If you guys don't know who the fuck Dietrich is, by the way, just go watch that video. All right. He is my favorite all time member of Optic, along with Dietrich and or, uh, Big Timer and Karma. Yeah. Um, so we had Dietrich's free for all. We had Zerger is the Matrix Reloaded. And then another top three favorite moment in Optic history. We are going to go with. Drum roll. I'm trying to think of a different one. I think I mentioned this like one or two episodes ago, but we're going to throw it back for it. Anyways, the shot scene around the world, Big Timer, Black Ops 2, Slums, S&D. Title of the video is The Shot Scene Around the World. The Shot Scene Around the World. Yeah. I, d- I mostly just like doing throwbacks on on these top threes. Yeah. Because um, I feel like there's so many new fans from the Huntsman era and just new fans that came in over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So I just... I direct them to the origins. All right. Um, let's wrap this up. I'm going to try to, let's wrap this up in the next five minutes. Cause optics about to play the thieves. All righty. Let's do it. Watches. All right. So if you can meet one person with an optic, who would it be? And does your answer change? If you could hang out with them for a day? Uh, nope. And nope. We already said this. We're uh, I'm gonna go with hitch. Okay. I'm gonna say, I hope you're keeping it the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with hitch, uh, because, because what do you call it? 
that dude, you know, like I said before, I'm really into like, uh, I guess I can say this too. I'm really into content. I'm really into uh, filming and all that type of stuff. And I mean, Hitch has a lot of experience into doing that. And then with the whole TST setup and everything, he's got the whole mic setup. All you know, pretty sure he's got like a NASA PC in the hex quarters. Uh, if I, I were to hang out to with him, the fuck, they get all three webcams. Exactly, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like I, just, I said, I said this in the the last time we we recorded. Uh, of course, if I were to hang out with him, I wouldn't be there with a notepad writing down notes or whatever. I would, you know, I'd be there to, you know, hang out, whatever. But at the same time, I'd be, you know, mentally taking notes like, okay, so this guy does this. Oh my God. His wired management is insane. Uh, let's see what softwares he uses. Let's see what PC build he had. Like I'd low key take all that stuff in. And then of course, I'm sure he'd be hanging out with TST. See, so it's I like, would like, if I wanted to like take notes or like learn from someone, I would mostly be interested to see what they're doing off stream. Off stream. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I feel like there's not too much to do on stream. Like that's true. This is all content. It's yeah. It's like, you're just talking to the chat. Like you're playing your games. You're having a good time. Like you're just live yeah. interacting, but off stream, like I want to know what people's editing process looks like. I want to know what people's, especially like people that go for clips, right? Like your montage guys, Pomage and, and a lot of these guys, like I want to know what they're, like recording looks like because mm-hmm. like if i'm trying to go for clips for a montage like i want to know do these people record each match that they play they hit record and stop record at the end of each one do they record 10 hours and go find the best moments because that's a bitch do they just yeah. use oh got a flashback recording which in my experience is janky um mm-hmm. Like I want to know what that process looks like. Like I lately, like my process. Everybody, because like a lot of these guys, like how many clips does Pomage hit off stream? So it's like he can't yeah. just use clips and stream markers on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like now nah, he's recording this shit. Yeah, my best process I, I've figured out is to hit record when the match starts and hit stop record when the match ends, and delete it if nothing special happens. Yeah, for me, I I usually just uh with I guess. Well, the software is uh, the GeForce, the graphics card thing, I think. Or See, I don't. I have an AMD graphics card. That's another thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what GeForce has. I, I know they have some flashback type stuff. Yeah, they have like an instant replay thing where you just out uh, Z it, and then a little menu pops up, and you you can just you know you can set it to how long you want. Mine's mm-hmm. five minutes because if I have a clip, you know, it's not going to well, be longer than yeah five and, minutes. And so. sometimes, like alternatively. Like, especially like in Warzone, sometimes it takes three minutes for it to be a clip. Yeah. Like, gun gunplay and game uh, gunfights can actually last a while. Versus mm-hmm. in regular multiplayer, it only takes three seconds for you to get a quad. Yeah. In and Warzone, so it might like take you, it might be a three minute fight to wipe a squad. Yeah. For, for me, um, really, I think about like, I think about a certain game, for example, like Warzone. Because if I hit a clip on any other game, you know, like it can be whatever. Um, I think about the game that like that will take like the longest time, like the longest duration. So like, for example, Warzone, I'll always have my stuff set to maybe 10 minutes then. Mm-hmm. And then like if I hit a clip on like Splitgate and let's say it happened to be like five seconds, so you, I'll still yeah. save the entire in the entirety of it just so I don't have to keep going back and forth for whatever game. Mm-hmm. See, so that's, that's like I have, I have my file management set up to where it's like I have a raw folder. I have a streams oh, yeah, folder and then a raw folder. And within the raw folder, I have COD, Apex, Splitgate. Like I have a different folder for every game. 
-hmm. and then I just record to the raw folder. And then if it's a split gate game, I just drag it. It's like, that's what I've been doing lately is for split gate. I've got like 10 plus gameplays that I think are like solid, like 20 and threes. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got a 26 and oh in there. I've got a 32 and one in there. Um, but it's also hard to determine, like, I don't know what YouTube-worthy gameplay is on Splitgate yet. Such a new and exploding game. Like, if I go, what, eight, what, if I go like, 18 and 3, I'm like, that's a solid game. Yeah. Uh, what, what I think right now, whatever you think is, like, insane gameplay, because, because Splitgate is on the rise, whatever well, you think no, is there's no, like, standards gameplay, either. Exactly. So it's, like, post everything. <laughs> Yeah. Get that shit out, you know? Yeah. Which is um, my plan. That's what I'm doing after uh after the Optic Thieves match. Yeah. Is so so yeah, with, with this up and coming game, this rising game, just there is no standard. Make the standard, you know? Yeah. Go fucking put that shit out. All right. Um, so my answer has has always been if I can meet somebody, probably big timer, if I can hang out with someone hex. I've met hex before. Um, I just don't think hanging out with big timer for it a day would be great. I feel like the man's just sitting there trading stocks for the first six hours of his day. Yeah. Uh, pretty low key dude. Um, mm-hmm. now if it, if it was like, like an off day for him, right. Where he's not trading, then it would maybe be fun to hang out, but like hang out with hex, like Mexican food's my favorite. I know that he's going to be making some bomb food, all the dogs. I got a couple dogs, like the pool, the theater room bucket list is to watch the movie snatch. Uh, with hex at some point yeah um if that ever happens in my lifetime i will die a happy happy man uh so my answer does change with with who it is but that's gonna wrap it up thank you guys for tuning in to episode 11 of the brick by brick podcast make sure you guys head over check in the description below um whether you're listening to it or watching on youtube check it out go to his links give yourself a little shout out here's a hot ones moment where can people right. find you? What can they expect make, from you? Yeah, we're going to make this a little quick here. All right. So YouTube.com slash C slash GCamBig. Everywhere I am GCamBig. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Find me on it's Instagram. Two Gs, B-I-G-G. Yeah, B-I-G-G. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for that. So yeah, you can find me GCamBig, two Gs, anywhere. Uh, on YouTube, I'm GCamBig on Twitch. Uh, another link uh it could be um i make music and i go by childish so you'll you'll find me on apple music you'll find me on spotify amazon you're pointing <laughs> yeah no i would actually i listened to a couple of songs on spotify it's actually not bad it's better oh, than you. i was expecting say it again you you cut out i said it was better than i was expecting oh most people that make music right. i feel like they're always trash like they're <laughs> like you're like stereotypical like soundcloud rappers right yeah. um but no it actually wasn't bad i, I make me i make a lot of music just for yeah. fun just for the fun out of it you know because i'm yeah. like i don't hey, I got song this it was, it was one of your top five on spotify i know you don't have a ton of songs out but mm-hmm. uh where what was it childish yeah you're still yeah, in my recently you do played. that you can find me on apple music you can find me on spotify amazon you can use me as a tiktok sound i think and Instagram. Hey. So I know, yeah, that's super cool. There we go. I think so, it was yeah. I think it was Cuzzo. Cuzzo. Yeah, that's that's my most recent one. Cuzzo, and I think I listened to uh Far Away. 
Oh yeah, I think I think Far Away is uh my my best song, I think. But it was it was solid. I was like, all Thank right, you. we'll we'll listen to a little bit more. Thank you. Thank I'll you. play it on some stream at some point. All right, Sweet. that's gonna wrap it up though. Thank you guys again for watching, and I'll see you guys next time on episode twelve. <laughs>